Welcome to Arlie's message of the week. We hope you enjoy week one in our new series, Non-Negotiables, by Pastor Renee Molina. So we're going to go into the message today, and I hope you just prepare your hearts, prepare your minds. We're going to start a new series called Non-Negotiables. And then I want to talk about this because I really do feel this is really, really important for us living in L.A., living in, in Southern California uh, with earthquakes and everything. Uh, um, how many felt it? Felt them. <laughs> I, I didn't feel the first one. I was, I was, I was uh, showering. I didn't feel it until Kaylee brought it up. Um, I felt the second one. That was... Anybody was doing something like crazy? I heard somebody was like about to shower when it started shaking. Um, anybody had a crazy experience? Like you were sleeping? Wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, what was that? Sleeping? Was anybody sleeping? Got woke, like you woke up from the earthquake? Wow, yeah. Man, it was crazy. Um, but can I just say something? Like don't leave L.A. or California because of earthquakes. Every part of the world has its natural disaster you leave earthquakes and you're going to go to, I'm going to the East Coast. They have hurricanes and blizzards and you know what I mean? Like, so every part of the world has natural disasters. So don't let fear move you. Come on now, you know? So that was the other thing I wanted to mention. Okay, so non-negotiables. Say with me, non-negotiables. So we're going to pray um, and ask God to speak to us in our own unique way. And then we're going to dive right into the message. So, God, I just thank you for what you're doing today. Thank you for all that you're doing, the obvious things and the secretive things that you're doing, the things on the radar and the things under the radar that you're doing. God, the visible things and the invisible things. And we just ask, God, that um, we may trust you in every season of our lives, in the busy seasons and in the, in the quiet, chill seasons, God, because we know that you are always present. So God, thank you. Those that couldn't come to this gathering because of work, because of school, because of laziness, God, I just ask that you may find a way to them get connected to a healthy and powerful church. And so we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to start by just sharing with you a little bit on, on where this, this series come, comes from. Non-negotiables. And this is week one. And um, I kind of want to ask you, have you have you ever seen the perfect avocado? Have you seen the perfect avocado? When you grab that avocado, Kaylee has a little tip, actually, that to know what's really in the avocado, you take the top off, right? The little cap on the top, and you see the color of it, and you can see how ripe it is. But um, what does the perfect avocado look like? It's not too hard and not too soft, right? Kaylee and I, we eat a lot of avocados, by the way. Right, babe? We, ha we eat a lot of avocados. Um, yeah, so it's not too hard, not too soft. And nowadays, you're kind of finding people that are either way too hard in life or they're way too soft in life. You guys following me? There's some people that they're like, they, 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 their beliefs and their convictions, like, they are so, like, on that that they're willing to smash anybody for that, right? They're like way too hard. But then there's people that we know of, maybe no one's here, you know, maybe some other place, but there's some people that they're way too soft. 
And they let the opinions of others shake their convictions. And that's kind of where this comes from, that we want to be a family. We want to create a culture that is, we, we know what we believe in, and we're not, too, we're not too hard, nor are we too soft. We want to be a people that we want to, we, we see a future that, that is going to be built on strong foundations. Strong foundations, non-negotiables. Do you guys know what non-negotiable is? You probably have an idea. But I, I want to tell you, you know, non-negotiable is something that is not open to discussion or reconsideration. Everybody here has non-negotiables that, that drive your life. Right? Like maybe, maybe for you, something non-negotiable is your name. Like someone's not going to come up to you and tell you, well, let's debate. Are you really Sonia or are you not? You know, like are you really, is that really your name? It's like. Come on, we're not even going to discuss it. I know who I am. You know what I mean? Or someone's going to be like, you know, let's see. Maybe there wasn't an earthquake on, when was it? Thursday, Wednesday. Like maybe it was, no, it's non-negotiable. Everybody felt it. Everybody knows. It's, you, you can't debate it. And so same with us. We need to have things in our lives that are non-negotiables. Something, something in our lives that nobody can change. The problem is there's people that have things that anybody could change anything. And then there's people that you can't change anything in them. But we, we want to be a culture where we have foundations. We have non-negotiables. And for the next few weeks, I want to share with you our non-negotiables. Our non so number one today, the, uh, I want to share with you the number one non-negotiable. And it's our belief and our trust in God. So if you have a Bible, can you go to Psalm chapter 46? Psalm chapter 46. It's a beautiful little psalm. And this is our number one non-negotiable. Again, there's people that are way too soft in their beliefs. They're too bland. It's like, come on, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta be firm sometimes in your, in your convictions. And then there's people that their convictions, they use them to smash everybody. And no, we, we, there's, a, there's a balance. There's foundations. There's things that we have values. And number one is our belief and trust in our God. So Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and our strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. We're going to read the whole psalm, by the way. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her, with that city. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Wow, it's pretty majestic, right? The Lord Almighty is with us. Can you say that? The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. Whoo, man. I will exalt, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Kind of what Lorena was singing today. The Lord Almighty is with us. 
the God of Jacob is our fortress. Wow. Oof. That's who our God is. And one of our foundations, one of our non-negotiables is that we believe and we trust in God. That is a non-negotiable. Our God is the model of all life and all goodness. I don't know if you know this, but I've read uh, atheist books. I've written books that don't believe in God. And can I tell you something? Almost all atheists... Their, their belief in there, there's no God, it's more based out of emotion and not something real and factual and something evidential, if that makes sense. It's a lot of the people that are atheists, it's more because God didn't do something they wanted. And because of that, they don't believe in God. And I want to tell you that we believe in God. Most of the, the billions of people in our, in our world believe in God. Since the beginning, we believe we were created to worship. Now, the thing is, everybody worships something, either God or yourself. There's only two options. And this church, one of our foundations is that we believe in God. Now, keep in mind, because I'm excited. Like, the, the, the ride hasn't started yet. I'm going to take you through a ride of the, the, key, the four key qualities of God. The four key qualities of who God is. And so as I share this with you, number one, I need you to keep in mind that as we dive into God's nature, we must reflect him, his nature, in all that we do. You guys following me? So as we dive into who he is, we're kind of diving into who we are and we could be as well. Yes. And the second thing I need you to have in mind as we, I feel, you know, before you go on a ride, they tell you keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle or the ride and at, at all times, right? Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, I've actually practiced that for years. Uh, after the Matterhorn ride on this, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, thank you. The other thing I need you to keep in mind is that you and I, all human beings, whether you believe in him or not, were made in his image. Which means knowing his nature is knowing what we were called to do. All right? You guys ready? So the number, the, the number one, the first key quality of God is that God is holy. Out of all of God's quality, holy is the most fundamental, the most essential, some scholars even say the center of God's being is his holiness. And I love it because it's not what you think. It's even, I don't know, I just love it. It was more interesting of, of, of what we, a lot of us thought what holy means. Holy, some people say holy means being clean. Yeah, that's part of it, but there's actually something that holy means. And what holy means is that it, it means that the, the original definition means commanding respect. It means being awesome. It means causing people to say, wow. That is the essence of who God is. Holy means, we could put it on the screen. It means commanding respect. It means awesome. Like the real awesome, not like, you know how nowadays everybody says awesome to everything? Like, no, the real, the original awesome. Also, it means, uh, I don't know if I sent you that, but it means transcendent above. I didn't send you that, actually. Um, 
It means different from. It means opposite to. It means wholly another. It's, com- it's a completely other thing. It means separate from sin and sinful people. It is completely different. That's what holy means. It's like it's just completely different. And I want to give you an idea. Are you guys with me? I want to give you an idea what this means. Can we put the first one? I want, it it, it kind of means it, it's set apart, but it's more than that. It means something extraordinary. It means something out of the ordinary, abnormal. Something that when you go to like, you notice it, and you're, it's like when you see talent. Like, have you ever seen the American Idol? You know, you see somebody, wow, ugh, ooh, you know? But when somebody sings, and you're like, oh my gosh, that, that. That's holy. You guys following me? It's completely out of the ordinary. So I want to show you kind of something like this. I want to show you an example of like weak charades. Have you heard of the show Hamilton? The most awarded Broadway show of all time. When you compare that charades (laughs) with Hamilton, Hamilton is holy. You guys following me? It is on a whole other level. It is extraordinary, absolutely incredible. Let me give you another example. Have you ever, we can put it on the screen, have you ever tried, have you ever seen a sad McDonald's cheeseburger? Have you ever seen it? All right, it's like, okay, it's your usual McDonald's burger. Now compare that with a gourmet burger, right? It's like, wow. Some are getting really hungry. (laughs) Right, Jathan? And so this is completely holy in burgers. You guys following me? You could tell it is top-notch quality. My wife loves top-notch quality things. Right, baby? That's why she chose me. Just kidding. But I'm holy to her. You know what I mean? No. But holy means completely extraordinary, completely different, out of the ordinary. And at the essence, that, that's who God is. God is completely different from everything you have seen and experienced. It's not the normal thing of who, yeah, some other God, you know, but between the gods, it's, it's God, you know, that Bible God. No, God is completely extraordinary. Are you guys following me? And so it's super, super important that if God is holy and awesome, that means you're called to be holy and awesome. You're not called to fit in with everybody. You're not called to be a robot. You're not called to follow the flow. You're not called to swim with the current. You're called to be you, to be the awesome and wonderful you. Only real, alive, strong fish could swim against the current. You're not called to be this person that just whatever. No, you're called to be holy and awesome. You're called to be extraordinary. Your work is called to be holy and awesome. Your studies are called to be holy and awesome. Your career is called to be holy and awesome. You guys follow me? So if that's who God is and if we were made in his image, we're also called to be holy and awesome. You're not called to do what everyone's doing. 
You're not called to follow the current, to swim with the current. You're called to be extraordinary because you were made in his image. The second quality of God. You guys tracking with me? Tell the person next to you, you're awesome. Yes. Yes, 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 exactly. Tell the person on the other side, you're not normal. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. That's, that's the point. Oh, my gosh, this is a happy pastor moment. Yes, that's exactly it. You're not called to survive. You're called to thrive. Can I say that one more time? I know it sounds, it sounds kind of hallmarky, but it's true. You're not called to survive. You're called to thrive. You're not called to have a whatever career. You're called to have an extraordinary career. You're not called to just be some regular student. You're called to be an extraordinary student because you were made in God's image. And if our God is like that, then we're called to be like that too. You guys with me? How much time do I have? Okay, we're good. The next part of God that I want to we want to dive into more and swim and explore. Uh, but before that, we go to I want I want to show you Micah six eight. Can you go to Micah six eight? And I'll give you time to look for it. <laughs> Micah six eight. And as you're looking for, it, I'll give you a little factoid of the Bible. So a lot of people think the major and minor prophets, major are like the most important and the minor are the least important. No, it's more by length. Did you know that the most important key scriptures in the New Testament are quoted from the minor prophets? Boom, little fact. Um, okay, anyways. Um, Micah 6.8. I want to read you guys this scripture. Micah 6.8. One of the most one of the most important, sorry, it's because when your wife is looking at you and making signs, you, you got to listen, right? Right, husbands? Can I get amen? We got to pay attention. Uh, Micah 6.8. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the most important scriptures in the whole Bible. So if you, wanna, if you have a highlighter or anything, read it over and over. This is one of the most pivotal scriptures in all of scripture. Micah 6.8. It says, he, this Micah saying, he has shown you, O mortal human being, what is good. And what is good? What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The second key quality of God is just. God is a God of justice. Say with me, justice. justice. Exactly. Ooh, man, I'm excited. I, I was digging into this biblical word of justice, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Justice. You know what it means? We could put it on the screen. It means loyalty to the community in behavior and in honesty. When you are being just in school, at work, or wherever you are, when you are being just, you're being loyal to the people around you. You're being loyal. You're keeping, I love the word honesty. Justice means honesty. Keeping it 100. Keeping it real. Not being, you know, well, yeah, you look, you're, you're awesome when they're really not like being so awesome right now. 
Yeah, you know what? Everything right now in the world is awesome. I don't know why people are complaining. You're not being honest. The other definition, it means the elimination of anything breaking peace, preservation of good order. Our God is a just God. That is one of the key pillars of his qualities and characteristics. Another point of justice, and I love this. Justice also means, we could put it on the screen, it also means, it means, uh, I don't know if I sent you that one, rescue sets things right. Justice, it means rescue. There's some of you here that have a passion for justice, social justice. This is what you're called to do. You're called to set things right. You're called to rescue. You're called to, you're called to be honest to all people, no matter what level of power they have. Because our God is a God of justice. You guys follow me? Justice. Well, you know, Renee, I don't know about. No, that's in the Bible, and that's who our God is. And we're not about a specific political agenda, Republican, (laughs) Democrat, or Republican. We're all about God. We're all about Jesus, his kingdom. And sometimes God promotes or agrees with certain agenda, but we're going to keep to what God has called us to do. God is a God of justice. God is a God who fights for the poor, who fights for the abused, who fights for the unprivileged, who fights for those that have no voice. God is a God of justice. Scripture says that if you abuse the underprivileged, you are fighting against God. That is kind of scary. But Renee, why isn't there, why doesn't God do anything right now? Well, because time hasn't ended, buddy. No, I'm kidding. But time hasn't ended. There will be a time where God is going to bring to account all the accounts in the world. Because our God is a God of justice. A God that is honest. There are two types of justice. Tell the person next to you, wake up, wake up. There are two types of justice. One, the justice we know about, right? You do something bad, you get something bad in return, right? That we know we all know that justice, right? You know, you knock my tooth out, I'm gonna knock your tooth out. <laughs> you know, you knock me out, I'm gonna knock two of you out, right? That's kind of the retro, uh, distributive justice. The second kind of justice that God talks about in his word is called the well-being justice. And it's the justice that seeks the, the health and equity and equality of the people. It's the benevolence. It does not judge strictly based on merit, but on what increased the quality of life in relationships. Oh, my gosh. I know. When I was reading this definition, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is so good. That's what justice means. It means you're after the well-being of others. You guys following me? This isn't some, you know, capitalist uh, communi- this is, that's a different subject. This is about I'm seeking the well-being of the people around me. That's the biblical definition of justice. And our God is just. Can I tell you somebody who reflects the justice of God so well is my wife, Kaylee. She is like, oh my gosh, like 
everything has the like almost the word fair or just like in her mind all the time, right, baby? Like all the time, all the time, all the time. And so one of her favorite phrases is, it's not fair. You know, like it's not fair. And that's just God's justice right there. God is a God of justice. I put here on my notes, God has no favorites. God, we shouldn't be a society as, that is based on favoring one culture or one race more than another. We should be a people that seeks for the well-being of all those around us. That's justice. Man, it's kind of quiet. <laughs> oh, snap. Can I give you an image? Our God is a, God, is a warrior God. When I, when I read those scriptures of abusing the poor and the underprivileged, I just see God's like warrior side just like, oh, you're messing with my babies. You're messing with my, un- oh, you're messing with my diamonds. You're messing with, oh, man. There's, this, there's scripture that says when you mess with the underprivileged, you're messing with God. Okay, you guys are getting a little serious. I'm going to go to the next one. The next one. Some of you might like this one. <laughs> and even if you don't like it, it's still true, right? Can I get an amen? Um, the next quality of our God is that he is always loving. God is a loving God. The Bible says that our God is a God of love. He is a God of love. Yes, he is awesome. Yes, he's a warrior that is willing to fight for justice, for quality of life in all people. Yes, our God is a God of justice, but he is also a lover. And he's also all about relationship. And he's also all about listening to your emotions and listening to your, to your well-being and listening to your complaints and your desires and doing things that you least expected. And also, he's not only into this fluffy kind of love. He's also the love that, hey, look, I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. Nowadays, people think that pushing back means I don't love you. No, no, no. Pushing back sometimes means I love you. <laughs> True love is a love that is also genuine. Because if love is not genuine, then it's just, it's just words. It's just empty. And so our God is a God of love. Jesus said that people will know we follow God when they see the love in us. Can I tell you something? You don't got to like everybody, but you do got to love everybody. Okay? Some people, some people think that, sorry, some people think that you have to like people to love them. You don't. <laughs> you don't got to like everybody. You don't got to live with everybody. You don't got to be roommates with everybody. You just got to love them. Some people here have best friends that you could never live with. Can I get an amen? <laughs> okay, that was just me then. Uh, I, okay, but I know there's people that... Like, you, you, don't, you don't like them. You cannot live with them. Like, you just cannot. And those of you that haven't gotten married yet, you're going to see it. You're going to be like, wow, I cannot live my, with my parents again. After you get married, you're, you're going to see it. Like, man, okay, I, I see that. I, I just couldn't live with them. No wonder. I, we would always get into conflict. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, you don't got to like everybody, but you do got to love everybody. You don't got to like everybody at your church, but you do got to love them. We're just starting here, and, and some people are like, well, they're just annoying me, you know. Okay, that's fine, but you don't got to like them, but you got to love them. You got to show them goodwill and kindness. 
You, you following me? Tell the person next to you, I love you. <laughs> yeah, you love everybody. <laughs> Edna says she loves everybody, right? If God is all about love, then so should we. Some Christians know a lot about the Bible, but they have a little bit of love. It's all about love first. Love first. You know what's the ultimate question God's going to ask you? Is how well did you love? That's the ultimate question God's going to ask you. How well did you love? That complicated person at work, how well did you love them? That person that you don't like, that you can never live with them in a million years, how well did you love them? He's not going to ask you, did you like them? No. <laughs> I feel like the word like is so part of our identity now. <laughs> it's like it's all part of us that we feel like we got to like equals a heart and heart equals love. Like we think like that nowadays. But like is not love. It's completely different. You don't got to like somebody, but you do got to love them. And when you're married, you don't got to like them all the time. You do got to like them sometimes, but you always got to love them. Can I get an amen, all the couples here? Sometimes you don't, you just need your space sometimes, you know. Hey, you know, I love you. I'm just going to go work out real quick, you know. <laughs> and if you're not married, you're going you're gonna to get it someday. You're going to get what I'm trying to tell you. You could love furiously somebody and like them most of the time and sometimes just like, you know what, I'm not liking you right now. I'm going to, you know, but I love you, you know. That's love. Love is not liking. You know that person in your life that you know that loves you so much? That's how God is times a million. He is just, his essence is love. His essence essence is love and I know I can't summarize God's love in like one major point but it's just love like love 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 <laughs> and then the last number four remember number one number one God's key quality is number one is what God is holy and what does holy mean completely awesome and extraordinary you know like that food that you're gonna eat later on that's just awesome and wonderful oh my gosh you know Second quality, God is, what was it? Just, yes, just. God is just. Third quality, God is loving. And the third one, God is truthful. Super important. Do you know what the word truthful means in the Bible? It means for us the word reliable. God is extremely reliable. You know what, it, what else it means? It means dependable. It means faithful. It means like no matter what, if you follow his ways, like you're going to be secure and you're going to be in good hands. God is reliable. Some, some, some scholars have said that atheists can deny the existence of God but they cannot deny the quality of Jesus' teachings. Can I say that again? Atheists, many scholars have said, even this is like atheistic scholars. They've said they cannot, they, they can deny the existence of God, but they cannot deny 
the quality of teachings that came out of Jesus because they're so reliable. They're so trustworthy. They're so dependable. And so whenever you read in, the, in Scripture the word faithful or the word truthful, it's more of our word of reliable, trustworthy. Let me give you an example. Have you, who's here has gone on a road trip? Raise your hand if you've gone on a road trip. Who's gone across the country kind of road trip? Raise your hand. Anybody? No one? One? Oh, day. That, that must have been intense. Okay. Imagine you're on a road trip. Let me ask you. Can we put the first one? Would you take this car on the road trip? Across the country. It's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not going driving to New York in that car. Some don't have an option, so we respect that, right? We respect that. <laughs> but you wouldn't take this car. <laughs> you wouldn't take this car if it was yours across the country. Why? Why? It's unreliable, right? It's funny because Kaylee and I, we have two cars. Um, I, like, my car, it's, it's not, like, you know, the best, best. But we wouldn't even take my car on a road trip. It's kind of sad. Like, I feel bad for my little car. But, but why? Why don't we take my car? Because sometimes, you know, my battery is kind of acting up right now. <laughs> and so we wouldn't take that. Now, what about a car like this? Let's put the other car. It's more dependable. It's a little more dependable. You just feel like, ooh, you know, like, I'm not marketing. I don't work for Lexus, okay, for the record. <laughs> Um, but what's my point? My point is that our God is reliable. Can you put the other car? Okay, that is an image of trying to live life on our own thoughts and desires. You following me? That's try this is trying to live life based on what your friend saw on, on Facebook or on Instagram, you know? And then all of a sudden, you're changing your whole life based on what your friend saw or what your friend heard. It's like, you cannot base your entire life or, or, someone, or what they heard, you know? Oh, I heard someone, oh, okay, let me just change my entire finances, my entire emotional life, my entire mental health. Like, let me change my life with God based on what you said. That's like trying to do that. You get what I'm saying? But when you live a life that follows God, it's a reliable Life. Can we put that other car? It's a reliable life. Sometimes it was funny because uh, yesterday I went with some some uh, with buddies. We went to the LAFC game. It was awesome. Six one. Let's go. Um, and it was just funny how uh, we we kind of parked kind of far and we parked in like a, a like an interesting neighborhood. If you know what I mean. It was kind of by Broadway and Thirty Nine and. Uh, I didn't tell Kaylee exactly where I parked because I knew, uh, why did you park there, you know? But it was just so crazy, like the feeling that you get sometimes when it's kind of unsafe. But the moment you get in your car, I don't know if it's just me, the moment you get in your car, it's kind of like this, oh, man, I'm safe now. I'm so safe now, you know? Sorry if that's your neighborhood. I'm really sorry. But you just feel safe. You just feel safe when you're in somewhere reliable. That's how it is when you follow God. Your life, and I love what, what, what Elliot was leading and the worship team was leading, leading. When we build our life on God, it's reliable. It's on a rock. But when you build your life that's not on God, it's unreliable. And that's who our God is. Our God is faithful. 
dependable. Can I tell you something? Some people are like, Renee, God hasn't done this. Isn't he real? And it's like, God isn't going to do everything you want him to do. Because if God would do everything you want him to do, then he'll just be raising spoiled brats. He, he, more than anything, he wants to mature you, not spoil you. You following me? Because our God is dependable. Some the best moms in the world, many of us have incredible moms. They didn't give you everything you wanted. They probably wanted to give you more, but they gave you everything you needed. That's how our God is. God has amazing, powerful father qualities, and he also has powerful mother qualities. And it's like, wow, mom, you've shown me a side of God I could never have seen through anyone else. Because our God, one of the key characteristics of our incredible, awesome God is that he's truthful. He's dependable. He's like that car that could take you across the country. Because he's reliable and he's dependable. Is that clear, everybody? And so our number one non-negotiable, and I hope this applies to your life, is our belief and trust in God. It's the number one. Because God is holy, God is just, he is loving, and he is truthful. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.